This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. No, no. You fooled me. No, no, no. You, no, I did not fool you You've become something of like a trickster god. <laughs> Chris is constantly, I'm Loki. constantly fooling me these days. Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we're splunking down into some creepy caves to mm. tell you the stories that are held within. Down in the depths, in the yeah. dark, mm -hmm. follow us on our descent. That's right. Now, William, why don't we follow you into the cave first? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. I'm going to be talking about something called the Mammoth Cave System, mm -hmm. uh, which is in Somerset, Kentucky. That's right. Uh, it is not named after the mammoth, like the woolly mammoth. That's what I thought. We we're talking about caves, right? So right. I'm thinking like maybe we found some sort of a, a gigantic fossil in Mammoth Cave. Did mm. we find a, a mammoth? Ah. No, we did not. Is it just because they're huge? It's just because it's huge. That's what I figured. A woolly mammoth being in there never occurred to me, but I like that idea. I don't know. I thought animal, animal before I thought just big. Yeah. It also, it reminds me of um, when I was a kid and we'd be driving to our grandparents' house in the Berkshires. Along the highway, there'd just be these like kind of just like big hill, like not humongous, but kind yeah. of just like big mounds of grass. Mm -hmm. And I would always imagine there was some sort of sleeping big beast underneath that. And if sure. they woke up, it would move the whole thing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's cool. I love those. The look at those mountains, the rolling hills of the Berkshires. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, we're down in Kentucky. Okay, great. All right. Also, people might know that uh, Somerset might sound familiar because a lot of Hellier takes place there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do have a few Hellier notes Sweet. that I thought were particularly interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I've got here, I've got ghost stories from the region. Then I've got some of the background, the real life things that informed the ghost stories themselves. Beautiful. So why don't we why don't we just start with what people say? Yeah. Right. And so this comes to us from BG Daily News. This is some of the word of mouth type stuff that people people point to the Mammoth Cave System, which is I should say the largest cave system in the world. Oh wow. The like known presumably right. Like there there maybe are even more that are even bigger. Right. Who's to say? But uh, this, as of today, is the largest cave system on the globe. Wow. All right. So there, there are bound to be a lot of spooky stories. All right. In the late 1800s, newspapers across the country often repeated uh, the tale of a noted ghost at Mammoth Cave. The story goes that one of the cave's most, adventure, most adventurous explorers and one of the first tour guides was a former slave named Old Lewis. When old Lewis died, he was buried in one of the area's church graveyards. But the proprietor of the local hotel decided to dig up old Lewis and place his remains under a monument at the entrance to the cave as a sort of tourist attraction. What? Guess what? There are nuggets of truth in this story. I have real, I believe life, it. I have real life stories to you of a, a slave who worked as a tour guide mm -hmm. um, at the Mammoth Caves and a different story about an individual whose body was routinely dug up 
and moved <laughs> to different locations. So right off the bat, that's the like hell? this story. Old Lewis, to my knowledge, doesn't exist. Okay. But there are other legends that are. What are we doing? They're informing that we can't figure out a different thing to be a tourist attraction. What do you mean? You have you have to dig up a grave. I don't know. And stick a person there. It, this uh, some of what I'm going to tell you about Mammoth Cave is crazy. Uh huh. And it's old. Let me let me jump around a little. Okay. Bit. Let's let's be fair because I'm I'm telling you some of like the folklore mythy stuff. Let me t- give you whatever a bit you want to do. I'm happy to hear. I'll give you a little bit of truth behind that. All right. So the Mammoth Cave system is obviously very 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 old. Mm-hmm. The United States, as we know it. Uh, was founded in the 1700s. Right. Right. So that's just a few hundred years ago. Right. We've got evidence of human activity in these caves for over 5,000 years because Native Americans living on this continent had been exploring this series of caves. It's like a million caves. Yeah. Um, and so we've found, you know, bits and pieces of cloth mm. down there. Um, we've found cave drawings, like classic kinds of cave drawings. We've got human footprints down Ah. there because the other crazy thing about a cave is that they're largely protected from a lot of the elements. Right. So sometimes you bring something down into the cave and and it it can be preserved. It can be preserved. It can just be sitting there waiting for somebody to come along and go, Oh, what's that? Footprints. Ah, yeah, that's cool. But then we can date some of these objects and things. So 5,000 years humans have been going into this cave. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to be talking to you about largely is American history in these caves, which is only a few hundred years. Right. uh, Some of which was, yeah, we in this country had slaves Mm -hmm. and we charged these slaves with doing any number of things, one of which was serving as a tour guide of the Mammoth Cave system. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Wow. So, um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's get back to some myth. Sure. Let's get back to some myth. So uh, visitors uh, have uh, reported sightings of a ghostly apparition around the cave. One man even reportedly emptied his revolver into the specter. Oh, my God. With no impact. That's extremely dangerous in a cave. It could just be pinging back, back, right? Who's that over there? Casper? Oh, hell no. Pew, yeah. pew, pew. And then you get hit. You got him, Tex. <laughs> like, this is what people were doing. <laughs> right. Like a couple hundred years ago. Right. That's what I imagine. Yep. Uh, finally, when old Lewis's remains were returned to the graveyard, the sightings stopped huh just classic ghost story. of course right inter him in consecrated ground and now soul he's at can... peace exactly yeah uh here's another uh event that has happened in these caves uh, apparently an early guide in the cave found himself these are my words <laughs> ensconced in darkness Ooh. when his lantern Lucky him yes his lantern went out mm-hmm. so there he was just in, in the pitch black but quote in the darkness he saw two red glowing eyes turned out to be two old grease lamps oh okay i don't know but just that was nothing yeah that's i love that we're just dying down yeah Yeah. and i even love that like in like recanting stories of of hauntings sometimes there's just a story that was somebody misunderstood yeah yeah (laughs) what they were saying was two lamps that momentary experience was quite potent i'm sure it was noting yes uh there's a sound that people have heard of painful coughing oh that seems to come from the cave, particularly around a slab in the cave known as Corpse Rock. Oh, nice. Which itself has a true story uh-huh. that fuels it. A, a, a short enough true story that I may as well just tell you right Please. this second. 
So um, I got this piece of information from an account on TikTok called Spooky Science. Mm -hmm. Evidently, uh, uh, this person is a host of a podcast called Spooky Science Sisters. So go check that out if, if you want to look it up. Get um, on to that. In 1838, a Dr. John Krogan attempted to run a goddamn tuberculosis hospital mm -hmm. inside the cave. I, I guess because it'd be isolated from other people so they don't get infected. Is that the idea? He thought that living in a cave oh. might help them. Okay. How, how like people like have treatments in like salt caves. Right. Or whatever. Yes, yeah. exactly. Except this guy was dead wrong. <laughs> Bringing these tuberculosis patients to a dark, unlit, damp environment yeah. did not help. In fact, it hurt. I would imagine. These patients uh, were, were quite unwell and only got sicker and sicker. Oh, God. Somebody brought food and then reported that like everybody that was living in this. And it's a, there's a structure that still exists in the cave. Where these tuberculosis... So there's like a house inside this cave. This is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. This, this, this doctor. Wow. I don't know when people are going to learn. This man is not a good doctor. <laughs> when was this-ish? 1838. You know? Yeah. Hmm. We've learned so much. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So evidently these people looked like skeletons. Oh, God. And five of them, at least five of them, died. Mm -hmm. And uh, their bodies were placed on what was then called corpse rock awaiting oh. somebody to come and transport them out of the cave. Oh my god. Now if corpse rock sounds familiar to listeners of this show we're huge Blair Witch mm -hmm. fans. In fact uh, uh, we're in the Blair Witch universe We are. Technically because of we the Hunter Killer Blair Witch game. play in it. Yep. I'm one of the writers of that experience. Yep. Uh, corpse rock sounds a whole lot like Coffin rock. Coffin rock. Which yeah. is said to be uh, one of the places where people were found killed, tied hand to foot with their entrails hanging out as right. part of the Blair Witch legend. Well, the, there's an actual corpse rock in the Mammoth Caves. Oh, man. Uh, P.S. P.S. Uh, this Dr. Krogan, <laughs> I, from varying sources, it's a little bit unclear, but it seems that he also died of tuberculosis. Oh, boy. Well, I guess he was in a, a damp environment in close quarters yeah. with a bunch of people who had it. So that's not a humongous shock. It seems like a major whoopsie to have brought those people down there. Yeah. Um, and there's also one of the last, I think I've got two last like ghost stories to tell you before I give you some more truth. Great. Uh, there is said to be the ghost of an old cave explorer named Floyd. Mm -hmm. And so evidently, just like colloquially, if you're going into Mammoth Cave, it's common for tour guides to ask Floyd to come with us. Fun. I, I love that kind of thing when there's like a house ghost yes. that people talk to by name. He's always about. Yeah. Hey, Floyd, why don't you come travel with us? Yeah, for just a little buddy. Yep. Uh, one such occasion uh, when they were traveling around and had asked Floyd to come with them, the group's lanterns, cameras, and flashlights all mysteriously quit working, only to start working again upon leaving a particular chamber. But the most well-known cave spirit is that of a woman named Melissa, mm -hmm. whose story dates to the 19th century. Melissa, according to the legend, was in love with her tutor. Oh, boy. The tutor, however, was in love with another woman. Ooh. In a fit of... This is getting good. In a fit of jealousy, Melissa led the tutor deep into the cave and left him there to die. Oh, oh, oh. 
It's a great way to dispose. Good on you, Melissa. Great way to dispose of people in a cave, wouldn't yeah. you say? <laughs> now the spirit of Melissa haunts the cave as she searches for her lost love. While what? Melissa is often touted as a real cave spirit, the entire story was a piece of fiction published in 1858. So that one's literally a story. Yeah, that yeah. Then got uh, applied to the to the mammoth. Right. They somehow cave. get conflated as like a real part of the origin. Yes. Yeah. So we've got a slave who was set up as a tour guide of the Mammoth Caves. We've got a ghost named Floyd, mm -hmm. who uh, was a famous caver who people invite to go with them. Let's see if there's any truth yeah, behind those stories. Out. I tell you, I got another text for my Floyd today. I constantly get texts for somebody named Floyd. Oh, another classical so, Floyd. This is like when... <laughs> so he's with us. What's going on? This is like when um, Rodney Dangerfield would talk about Dr. Vinnie Boomba. I got another text from my Floyd today. Like what? I've mentioned it on the show before, so I thought that perhaps some people sounds like you're talking about Johnny talking. Carson. <laughs> no, I, I somehow my phone number is mixed up with somebody who's uh, conservative leaning politically, so I constantly get these uh, like Donald Trump fundraiser texts for Floyd. For Floyd, I just, <laughs> that's a code. Name. I used to get a kick out of writing back and being like "f you," and now I just go stop. I hate Floyd. Stop. All right. Our, our truth begins again with that, that unfortunately, uh, mm -hmm. that doctor who could have used a few oh. more years of med school. Yeah, right. Dr. Krogan. Or for, could have benefited from being born later. Sure. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. You know, sure. To give him the benefit Doing the best the with what he had at the time. I suppose. So Dr. Krogan was the guy who owned a slave named Stephen oh. Bishop. All right. I like him less now. I'm less willing to let him off the hook. Who was credited as... Quite frankly, it seems like Stephen Bishop, if you look up the, and I'll have the, all the sources in the show notes and stuff, Stephen Bishop is credited as like a genius caver. Oh, cool. There are a lot of quotes about Stephen Bishop where they're like, I mean, he knew everything about that place and there's no one who, who like understood this place better than Stephen Bishop. And he like pushed ahead and made it so that people could cross like this bottomless pit. He figured out how to go to cross. Wow. People seem to have loved him. So I don't know what, how you make of all of this. You know what I mean? It's such a complicated mm -hmm. thing because he was a slave forced to work right, he was at this forced mammoth cave. Into those circumstances. Yes. But maybe he found it interesting. And, and, and people yeah. really seem to have been complimenting him. I don't really know what to do with nah. all of that. Uh, but that's what I got. Right. So he... Uh, explored these caves constantly obviously in re evidently regularly as part of his guide job he would it's not a job mm -hmm. but he would bring like the wealthy or celebrities into the caves including uh i think edwin booth okay brother of john wilkes booth oh Isn't that crazy yeah that is crazy like some brush with crazy yeah you know assassinating Infamy. abraham lincoln history here right really weird. right but all these like celebrities that i didn't know like lenny turtle dove or of course wow turtle dove's a really good one <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you know but uh, uh somebody also burt kirschman burt kirschman yeah is that a burt Who's what? that? Bert Kreiser or something? Isn't that a real modern day comedian? Maybe. I don't know. Is a new movie called like The Tank or something? Oh, or, I, I've never heard of that. Whatever. I don't know. So he uh, was also offered like fistfuls of money if he would take people to unsanctioned parts of the cave. Of course. The implication being that he didn't bring them there because they'd probably die. Yeah. Huh? But they're just like all these... The, there, something was, was going on with caves. Yeah. People wanted to be in them. So crazy. Well, I mean, I guess 
So it wasn't that that long, relatively, from when, you know, they came and discovered America or whatever. So maybe there's still just kind of this fervor about like, yeah, well, not like new places to conquer or whatever. And so it's like, you know, it's underneath the America that they discovered. But there are there are more things to discover and put your stamp on. And this phony baloney, like I can go there and I know I'll be safe. Yeah. Right. But I can explore this big crazy thing. I don't know. Boy. And it makes me a badass. I mean, it's cra- it's like a whole other world underneath. It is. It is. Yeah. It really is. So this uh, Stephen Bishop Earth also is crazy. He hand drew a map, the first map of the Mammoth Caves, from memory. Oh, that's cool. And they were in use. They were like published in okay. books. I was, about they, to, I was about to say, well, do we know if, it's good? if it was any good? Yeah. yeah. But they were they were like published in books and they were the map for decades until somebody else had better technology or something. That's amazing. They just drew it from knowing them inside and out. Which that's is incredible. Absolutely wild. Um, uh, years later, uh, he, when he did die, and it seems that he also maybe died of tuberculosis, oh. uh, he was buried near the cave. Uh, and he was buried where all the tuberculosis patients were buried. Mm-hmm. Years later, uh, somebody uh, paid to have a specific headstone built for him to honor. Oh, that's nice. Stephen Bishop reading, first guide and explorer of the Mammoth Cave. That's nice. Which is nice. It has that's the wrong good. death date and stuff. Well, But they, they tried? You win some, you lose some. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but so it is theorized that uh, Stephen Bishop's uh, ghost may still haunt the caves hey if if anybody was gonna be haunting anything it sounds like this guy loved the caves and like really enjoyed it so yeah i could see hanging around uh and now we're gonna leap to this floyd Mm. character come with us floyd we're gonna go exploring the caves some great caver yeah floyd let me tell you the story of floyd collins do you know the story no okay you gave me this knowing look oh no floyd collins in the early 1900s was part of this mad dash called the Kentucky Cave Wars. In the early 1900s, just barely 100 years ago, there was this gold rush of people being like, we got to have our own cave where we can have guides and charge people money. Right. Everyone, I guess, in this area at this time needed their own cave. Yeah, everybody's trying to cash in. Wait, William, can we do an episode about city slickers of course we can okay great all right yeah easy peasy i'm all over (laughs) plus there are two there's a there's a a, one for me and one for you sure Kristen. we can share (laughs) i don't quite see the guide to the unknowny connection but do they go into a cave at any point i'm into it they're going for gold right they do go for gold jack palance is there you know what they go for the gold yeah but we're the ones that get the gold yeah you're right because the movies are so good and high quality and entertaining (laughs) humorous there may be zero connection and we can just move on but <laughs> uh, we'll take a peek we'll take a peek take a peek yeah so floyd collins uh was one of these people that was scrambling to make his own cave <laughs> not really make his own cave but here's like the thing. find it or something you have to not yeah. only find the cave and then you have to make it uh enterable right. you have to modify your cave opening so january 1925 almost a hundred years ago mm. Floyd Collins is trying to expand an opening to Sand Cave. He's trapped. Oh, God. By a 26-pound rock that pins his left leg down. Oh, my God. And, quote, torrents of loose gravel that bury his body. Oh, yoy, yoy. The next day, people realize that he's gone missing. 
and they're able to enter the cave just enough to be able to talk to him. He's still alive in there. Oh, God. And he'll remain in lo- alive in there for well over a week inside this cave. Oh, God. As Does the, he live? Does he come out? Everybody is scrambling to figure out how do we get Floyd out of the cave. And so you, I think you, I, I don't think that it would be ridiculous to say that people are literally standing around debating, drawing schematics, digging. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get him out? It's a conundrum. Yeah. How do you get the man out of the cave? They try one thing. Uh, they, they're able to lower like a light bulb down to him and stuff like that. And they're able to get him food and water to keep his energy up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess they're able to get a rope to him, which he's able to, I think, I guess he gets it around his torso because, uh, this was, uh, uh, (laughs) this is, uh, there's a fine line to walk here of me telling you the story of a harrowing experience and me telling you something that also sounds a little bit like Wile E. Coyote. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, does the guy, does he live? We'll get there. <laughs> well, okay. Because I was going to say, perhaps it would color it and be a little bit okay to joke about if he lives, but... Well, just listen to this. Sure. He survived this, okay? Yeah. They tied a rope around him, or he probably tied it around himself. This attempt failed. <laughs> Pulling his torso directly upwards and against the ceiling of the rock above him. Oh, my God. So they just started yanking, and they doinked him into the ceiling. Oh, my God. This is... That sucks. Oh. That sucks. This is an ordeal. This dude's life sucks from... I don't know what his life was like before this. This dude's life sucks from this moment on. Okay? So, they start just digging straight down Mm -hmm. from where they are. They're gonna... He's below ground. Their plan is to dig straight down a parallel hole and then maybe bore over to him. Okay. All right? So, they start digging straight down. But the further you dig straight down, it actually seems to get more narrow. And you start hitting rock and you need like a pickaxe to break the rock so that you can... It's not just light dirt. Right. You know? So... Uh, the Floyd Collins case was also evidently a huge event a hundred years ago. This was an early instance of a story being broadcast over like a radio. Oh my God. So people start flocking from all over. This sucks for Floyd. Especially because. Oh no. Is, is this Floyd? This is Floyd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially because with so many people coming to the cave, uh, the cool quote, the cool winter air caused the people to light campfires to warm themselves. But the campfires disrupted the natural ice within Sand Cave, causing it to melt and create puddles of cold water, one of which Floyd was lying in. Oh, my So this guy's also now, like, at risk for hypothermia or drowning (laughs) because of all of these rubberneckers. Oh, my God. Can people peek? They can see him, right? Peeking. <laughs> you okay, Floyd? Yeah. Huh? Right. I, I don't think, I think they can talk to him. Okay. I think they can <sighs> shout, you know? So still they dig. Uh-huh. All right. It's, it gets, it's going to get grim. <sighs> okay. Brace yourself. I'm not surprised really. And confusing again. We're back to Looney Tunes. Yeah. A morbid, brace yourself, everybody. A morbid Looney Tunes is about to happen. Okay. Quote from Wikipedia. A scientist. Okay. Believe, this makes me think of just like some guy in a lab coat with right. crazy Albert Einstein hair. Yeah. A scientist believed that an amplifier they had, they had this, I don't know what this is, an amplifier they called it. And they they rigged it to a wire for a light bulb that they'd put down for him. So they okay. piggyback an amplifier mm-hmm. onto this otherwise light cord that's going down to Jerry. 
or to Floyd, I'm sorry. Yeah. So this, this, uh, this scientist believed that the amplifier could detect vibrations mm. whenever Collins moved. Oh. So he's basically saying, with my invention, we can tell if he's still alive in there. Right. Because it will, it crackles. And it was crackling 20 times a minute. Okay. It's a lot. So the scientist was basically like, the crackling means he's, he's moving. He's alive. Uh-huh. Okay? So it keeps crackling. Whether his breathing became more rapid and shallow or something. So like, they know that Floyd's alive while they're digging because the thing is crackling. So they keep digging as hard as they can. They finally reach him and he'd been dead for days. Oh, my God. Oh my God! What was making it crackle? I don't know. They, they don't. Maybe just, that yeah. Way. Maybe it's not, the, maybe that isn't even any indicator of life or whatever. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh. the scientist I think skipped town. <laughs> In shame. So here. Oh my God. Yeah. This is horrible. It gets it gets even crazier. And am I? Is this? The story's not done. No, I know. He died. Um. Right. Is this who you were saying in the beginning that they dug up to put at the entrance of the great the cave or whatever as like a. Maybe. It is. Oh, God. This Maybe. poor person. Listen to this. So he's, Even in death. He's dead. Yeah. So, so what do they do? They've already dug this hole and they got to him. They filled the hole back up, leaving his body down in the cave. Until a few months later in April, when Floyd's brother, Homer. Yeah, I was about to say, does he have family or anything yeah, he sure that does. would like, want? Yeah. So Homer and his friends managed to recover Floyd's remains. They just redig that hole. Yeah. Probably took just as long. Right. They get his remains and they bring him out to give him a proper burial on the family farm. Yeah, Happily sure. ever after. But no. Two years later, Dr. Harry Thomas buys the farm and, quote, placed Floyd Collins' body in a glass-topped coffin. Dr. Harry ass. That is terrible. And exhibited it. In a cave for many years. What the f- Well, two years. Okay. Because two years later, the body is stolen. And found later, quote, in a nearby field. What? What were they doing? Why are people so obsessed with this man's body? Hey, people a hundred years ago, what were you doing? What were you up to? Why don't you, you to? chill out? Who's taking get this? Get a TV. Floyd's and body watch to the it. field. Find out about podcasts and listen to them. Yeah, exactly. Find something better to do. This get your is, Steam Deck. Oh, get your Steam Deck. This is nuts. So they take in a glass case. This is a decomposed, <laughs> somewhat, I would imagine, body. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's not only is it quite macabre, it's quite macabre. Not only is it not cool or respectful to Floyd or his family, frankly, yeah. can you imagine finding out that a family member, his family, is, no, his brother's name was Homer, not frankly, <laughs> William. Um, th this isn't, why would you do this? Is there, this is crazy. There's somebody who's living in the 1920s and you're a sicko. I guess because so. life is hard as hell. I and think, this is entertaining. I know. I mean, it sounds like this must have been a money-making enterprise, obviously. Oh, I'm sure. But so if it was on display for two years, it was a successful enterprise. Why were people going to see this? Trying to charge this me. This is gross. Trying to charge me a nickel for something I don't want to look at. This is gross, man. <laughs> I don't want to see yeah. it. I no. don't want it. No. I don't want your thing. I don't want it. Mm -mm. Um, so uh, the body is found in a nearby field. And that's baffling, too. That's that somebody like stole the body being... and then just dragged it out into a field. And we're like, it was too heavy. Yeah, right. Can you imagine like just like somebody 
frolicking about in a field and then finding a years-old corpse. Oh, and by the way, the injured leg is missing. Oh, God. That leg well, just fell off somewhere. It might be, like, under the rock or something. He's Seriously. Like a, he's like, no, I think no? I think they got him out with the Intact. leg, okay. and then these grave robbers, the leg fell off like a Scooby Doo uh-huh. zombie. the The leg just fell off. Right. Pirates of the Caribbean, oh jangly bones fell off. So, quote: After this desecration, the remains were kept in a secluded portion of the cave in a chained casket. The end. Floyd's back in the cave. Until, Would he want to be back in the cave? Until 1961, when the cave is purchased by the uh, Mammoth Cave National Park. Okay. And they move Floyd Collins' body to the Mammoth Cave Baptist Church Cemetery mm-hmm. in 1989. Quote, it took 15 men three days to remove the casket from the cave. Floyd Collins was removed from this cave twice. And that is actually the ending. That uh-huh. is where his body appears to remain to this day in a cemetery. That seems more like the resting place he may have wanted, or at least his family wanted. I'm for him. sure he didn't want to be in the cave anymore. Yes, that is so nuts. You know, I've done the cave thing. <laughs> exactly. It's old. It's yeah. tired. Old hat. It's time for something new, like the Baptist Cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, this Ugh. Mammoth Cave is also on hauntedplaces.org, one of our favorite haunts. Hell yeah. Where they just say, it's like a very bare bones entry, but they do say Floyd's ghost is said to be heard calling for help. Mm. And objects have been thrown from an unknown source. It's classic poltergeist. Yeah, totally. Oh, and I just, I just remembered I didn't, I didn't close the loop on something else. Remember mm-hmm. I said that people heard coughing? Yeah. And it seemed to be coming from Corpse Rock. Tuberculosis patients who were left on Corpse Rock to be removed, tuberculosis, coughing. Of so course. people hear the sound of coughing. I didn't remember the coughing thing. Eh, but that well, makes total sense. Whatever. That loop is closed now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the last thing that I do want to mention is because uh, a friend of the show, Greg uh, Newkirk, mm-hmm. Greg and Dana Newkirk, yep. uh, their show Hellier, I did look at an episode where they start uh, to, to poke around in Somerset, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And there was a very interesting uh, segment of, it's season two, episode eight that I was looking at. They speak to a guy named Nathan. He's a local creator around Somerset, Kentucky. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And he starts to talk about, and I really liked this. Mm-hmm. I thought this was actually really, really cool. He starts talking about how the mammoth cave system might even just be one thing. Right. There's something else going on in Somerset, Kentucky. The entire place seems to be built uh, on a huge chunk of quartz. Mm-hmm. And it's got, the area has a high geomagnetic reading. Right. So what basically like a frequency or this magnetism, whatever, that maybe itself is responsible for local oddities here. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, he's, I'm, listen. He says a lot of things in a very short period of time. Sure does. This is a dense portion of the show here. I have not listened to it, but I know that he has a podcast called the Penny Royal Podcast. That makes that's sense. That's about Somerset. That makes sense because he says that the Mammoth Cave system is below the Penny Royal Plateau, mm-hmm. which is the area itself. And so uh, supposedly this area, Somerset, is in Pulaski County. Pulaski County itself has the highest rate of mental health disorders of the entire state. There might be a local cult that's there. There are UFOs, disappearances. It almost starts to feel like it is its own sort of Bermuda Triangle of which Mammoth Cave is sort of just one part. 
maybe all because of mm-hmm. this electromagnetic geo yeah yeah it's like what well, it's like a, a deposit of quartz or something yes. right yeah yes which made me think of crystal skull <laughs> yeah yeah maybe i just got indiana jones on the brain right now yeah um but uh yeah super worth uh, uh pointing out that this might just be one a, a symptom of a million things happening in the area mm-hmm. who's to say William, I believe that the tagline of season two is Hellier is just a symptom. It's a symptom. It's a symptom. But seriously, I think that's the tagline. I'll remove the cause, but not the symptom. (laughs) Well, shout out to uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk. Yes. Hi, Greg and Dana. Hello. Go check out their podcast. Yep. Haunted Uh, Objects podcast. Haunted Objects. So there you go. That is the Mammoth Cave system, Chrissy. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. A lot. And that's my favorite kind of thing, though, where it's like we get a little bit of like, here's what people tell each other. Mm -hmm. And it's all half remembered or things are changed around a a little bit just because of word of mouth. And then there's details that actually some line up, some are different. Right. That's my favorite kind of research for Guide to the Unknown. It's so fun because it just, it's very... um, not to be heady about it, because I don't feel heady about it, but it's like human nature. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you misremember things and embellish things without meaning to, mm-hmm. and it all adds up to, like, interesting stories. And sometimes they might not be based in fact, but we're interested in the story. We're social creatures. Yeah. Boy, do I love a good story. Yes, same here. So, actually, let's treat that like a transition. If Perfect. you're enjoying these stories, if you like Guide to the Unknown, if you're having a good time, there are a couple of great ways that you can support us, which we would tremendously appreciate. Yes. Uh, one is by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a review. We're on this quest to a thousand reviews. Yeah. Uh, and we just got this one this week from uh, Miwi Fang Fan. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Who says, favorite show of all time. Oh, my God. Guide to the Unknown is my absolute favorite show ever. I've binged it all the way through at least three times, and I still watch an episode every day. It's been my go-to podcast and an off-and-on fixation for three years now. I started listening my freshman year of high school, and it's been my comfort show all this time. The amount of references I make to this show on the daily is probably confusing to my family and peers, but it's funny and joyful, and it makes me very happy. Kristen and Will have created a hilarious, warm, gently spooky space that keeps you hooked for hundreds of hours. Listen immediately, please. Five That's stars. incredibly nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank That's you. That's very, Thank very, you. very kind. I love that we can be that for you so that's great thank you and not only do we have this podcast guide to the unknown with mm-hmm. a good couple of hundred almost 300 episodes covering all of these kinds of oddities and stories there's a second podcast that only an elite crew have access to that's right through patreon.com slash gttu pod mm-hmm. just like uh, uh, any patreon you might be aware of we've got a number of different tiers they have different uh, costs associated with them find one that might fit you hopefully we've got something there that does fit your lifestyle and we've got a second show over there the netherworld dispatch that comes out every single monday yep and if you sign up over on patreon we also have a discord that's full of awesome people who are every single day talking about just like life stuff and checking in with each other like supporting each other through tough things also just like fun light stuff like suggesting tv shows and books and podcasts and movies and it's really really awesome so all tiers get access to discord and we would love to see you in there it was even popping off today we got a ton of suggestions for like future topics in there oh nice which I was really today. really yeah, cool yeah, yeah. uh so and thank you so much to anybody who does support yes. us the most recent episode that we did over there 
was actually a true crime show, mm -hmm. something we rarely do. We talked about this documentary that's on Investigation Discovery right now, The Curious well, Case. Of course, it's on Max. Yes. Sorry. Home of quality. <laughs> they've merged. They have. Oh, yeah. they've merged all right. <laughs> and it's not clear when you're stepping into a big pile of crap. We watched The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. It is exploitative and horrifying. Yes. And the focal point of the show is this monster of a father who you sort of have to see to believe. So he is so over the top and so ridiculous. Um, yeah. So the, the Curious Case of Natalia Grace is the, the real story that very loosely, loosely yeah. um, inspired the movie, the horror movie, The Orphan. Yeah. Um, so it had kind of a tie to God's the Unknown. We've also talked about that real life story before, so we wanted to watch it and discuss it and discuss we did. Oh, we sure did. We, we went off the handle with it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we got a lot of mostly really, really positive feedback for yeah. dipping the tone to true crime, which I, I don't think we're going to always do or no, something. No, no, no. Like but... but you know, if, if it enters our sphere, mm -hmm. quite frankly, I feel like we just saw it and we had to talk about it or we we're going to yeah. explode. Yeah, basically. So go check that out. And there's so, so much more. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. And the third and final thing I want to share with everybody just today is Chrissy set up something that's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. If you go over to uh, probably the, one of the easiest ways to do this is to go to gttupod.com slash links. Yep. We now have an Amazon store. Yeah, it's an Amazon storefront. So some of you may be familiar with this. This is uh, like different groupings of products that Will and I both like, have. I mean, do you have all these things? Because I have all mine. Yeah, I have yeah, all yeah. Mine. It's all huh? stuff that we own and like or whatever that are linked that you can buy through Amazon. It doesn't cost any extra to you, of course, but we get a very small commission uh, when you purchase using that storefront. And it's really cool. I had a lot of fun putting it together. It's spooky stuff. And then it's also like the equipment that we use. Yep. And um, housewares that I have and candles that I like. I <laughs> Just anything. I genuinely think it ticks a lot of boxes. Because if, if you are looking for, for good recommendations, Kristen's got like the stuff that she has on her desk, candle recommendations, mm -hmm. uh, some of her hobbies, book recommendations, stuff like that. Yeah. If you're into our taste, if you are looking in the to get a new book or something like that, do it through our store and it helps us out, yeah. which we would greatly appreciate. Totally. And yeah, I've got, I put up, oh, I'm excited about this one, actually. We've got a bunch of different categories, so feel free to poke around. Mm -hmm. GTTUpod.com slash links. You'll find it to the Amazon store. But I put up all the uh, spooky books that Zoe and I read together. I know, I love that. Uh, I picked out uh, uh, just like the books that are in the Guide to the Unknown Sphere mm -hmm. that Zoe loves, including these amazing books by a label called Hazy Dell Press who I've been begging to sponsor us. I know. <laughs> I don't think they do that. Yeah. But I love this company so much, I'm dying to rep them. Yeah, yeah. At least we found a loophole. We put them in our little Amazon storefront. So go check that out, gttupod.com slash links for everything. And that'll take you everywhere. That'll take you to yeah. merch, to Patreon. Anything you need is right there. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, thank you all so much for your support. Yes. Just hope you enjoy the show. Yes. All right. So let me tell you. And by the way, I want to mention this subject was suggested by one of our listeners named Jesse, 
who's a patron and messaged us through Patreon and had these ideas. And it has ended up being a bangerang show so far, I think. Great idea. I was very into what you just talked about. Great idea. Uh, so thank you very much, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. And I'm going to be talking about The Cave of the Winds, which is in Manitou Springs, Colorado. So just like you were saying, like people would discover these caves and then they have to like build it out more or like chip away more stuff so that people could get in there and they can make it an attraction. And so that's what they did. Um, so, you know, it's said that it was discovered, again, just like you were saying, uh, by George and John Pickett in the late 1800s. But the Jacarilla Apaches of the area who have been there for thousands of right. years have a legend uh, dating back that there was a cave near Manitou that housed the great spirit of the wind. And oh, they okay. ended up calling it the Cave of the Winds. And anyway, so they obviously knew that it was there. So really, the Pickets didn't discover it. I know. But they get credited because they're the ones who kind of built it out and monetized it and um, opened it to the public. Yes. We, there's there's the actual discoveries. And then there's the chosen American yeah. colonist version of discoveries. Right. right. What, what are you going to do? I it's, know. it's what happened. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so it's said that as the Pickett brothers approached the limestone entrance, that their candles flickered. Wind, mm. I wonder, cave of the wind. Could it have been the great spirit of wind? I think so. Hello. Hello. Uh, but anyway, their candles flickered from a gap in a crevice, a crevasse, and that prompted them to explore further because there must be something going on here. And it eventually opened up into a huge chamber that was different than anything they had ever seen before. And they okay. were just like, oh, my God, what is this? So then they worked with a stone cutter to open up further. And the stone cutter, whose name was George Washington Schneider. <laughs> I that's feel like great. that's a twist instead of George Washington Carver. Who invented the peanut? Invented the peanut, yes. <laughs> I think he invented peanut butter. No, he invented the peanut. Yeah. I did a report on him when I was in uh, elementary school. I did, because I love peanut butter. It is funny, though. It sounds like somebody's name, like Benjamin Franklin Jones. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, Benjamin Franklin only has Benjamin Franklin, so it's not... Okay, know, but there was also George Washington, just saying. Right, okay. So, uh, so George Washington Schneider commented that it was as though Aladdin's genie came out of a lamp to create all this beauty. Oh. Because how else could it have happened, I guess? It's pretty flowery and <laughs> no, romantic. It wasn't in uh, the article, and same as Will, like our, my links will be in the show notes. It wasn't uh, put in there as a direct quote. But, like, I don't know, I guess he must have said it. Yeah. Uh, so it became a public attraction soon after for all to enjoy. But a haunted one, methinks. <laughs> so there's a haunted lantern tour today that's probably really, really cool and spooky. But I saw reviews warning that it's, like, really dark. Like, as much as uh -oh. you might think that, like, oh, it's it's a haunted lantern tour. There aren't lights down there. They're, like, it's incredibly yeah, dark. It's You're really just black. using a lantern underneath the ground which has no natural light so it's super duper spooky um and it makes me so it first made me wonder this is just my stream of consciousness as i was researching researching this if it's worth it to do if you're not able to see the really cool atmosphere of being in a cave what are the stalactites right. and stalagmites yeah, you may as well just be in a dark room right and exactly. have somebody tell you that you're in a cave that's what i was thinking but will shame on me ableist oh because you know people can't see all the time so there are other atmospheric elements besides that that you okay. can enjoy like the sound of dripping like the quality of the air i feel like, like you're other... being ableist with you i feel like, you... <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> no. 
like no. You fooled me. No, no, no. You no, I did not fool you. You become for that. something of like a trickster god. <laughs> Chris is constantly I'm Loki. Constantly fooling me these days. I didn't want to watch the curious case of Natalia Grace. Kristen told me to watch it. I didn't know oh what it was. And then that's my. why we had to do a show. Oh my God. You just gonna have to live with it. Patrons, you may have already heard this if you listen to the episode. Will has been belly aching like a huge <laughs> baby about how I tricked him into right, this right. because I said that it was on Max and Will forgot that Max and Investigation Discovery had merged. So he was thinking, oh, HBO Max, a mark of quality and then found it was not. It was an Investigation Discovery thing. This is the fault lies with him. And I was not meaning to trick you. I was just take, telling everybody through my thought process because I thought it was maybe a little interesting and maybe people can think that way too or something. I don't know. Anyway. You're like Loki. <laughs> am like Loki. From the mask. I'm like the mask, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I was just thinking there are, there are other things that you could probably enjoy and like just like really explore your senses down there either mm. way and it's just probably neat. Um, and it was just me writing out a thought that I thought I would share. It doesn't really matter. So anyway, one of the stories told on these tours is about the former owners of the cave, George, the guy that we were talking about before who discovered it with his brother and his wife, Nellie, who ended up kind of running this together. And uh, let's hear a little bit more about this situation in the words of Dustin St. Germain, a cave tour guide whose tour was reported on by local news station Fox 21. You've got some names. Yeah, I know. Dustin St. Germain. I know, and George Washington Schneider. <laughs> Amazing. I was so pleased. Okay. Quote, As we enjoy our trek through the cave, watch your step and watch your head, tour guide Dustin St. Germain warned. If at any point in time during this tour you become unnerved and start to cry, no one is coming to help you. I will not stop. What? And there's a picture of him and he's got like you know stage like dirt makeup on and kind of like a like a ragged hooded thing so Is that like doinking into walls because it's so dark down there <laughs> yeah maybe it's not stage makeup maybe he's yeah. just like boing boing looking like a little rascal yeah right so i guess there's just a little atmosphere that like you're not safe down here you yeah. think you are uh so he continues when the two became married, they were inseparable, St. Germain explained. They loved each other dearly. They had another love, though, one I need to make you aware of as we enter their cave. The Manitou Grand Caverns was theirs, and as we cross the threshold into their domain, we are in their home. Oh. Nellie and George both enjoyed a good prank here and there. Ah, kindred spirits. And they enjoyed doing it to the guests, St. Germain said. You are not safe just because they are dead. I feel like this tour guide is very destabilizing. Yes. I, they're, they're, I, the weird thing is, like, I'm not anticipating that going to on a cave tour is going to be some haunted mansion. I know. Like, ghost host dark ride. Well, they, they do. Shouldn't it be some sort of, like, a historical, natural exploration? And if there are folkloric stories, that's, frankly, a history of... That's an extension of just telling the history. Right, right. I mean, they have normal day tours that are probably... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my cave. I know. All right. Turn it around. All righty. Um, they have normal just day tours, I'm sure, like that. Remember, this is the Haunted Lantern Tour. Okay. So... But still, I was surprised at all the uh, no one's coming to help you. It's pretty arch. Uh, you are not safe mm -hmm. kind of yeah. stuff. But you know what? Dustin St. Germain knows how to put on a show, and that's why he's there. Dustin St. Germain Woo! knows how to serve it. Uh-huh. So in this article about the, the tour, 
Uh, Dustin St. Germain also mentioned two places that get the most activity in the caves. They're called Lover's Lane and the Texas Pit. Okay. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that there would be, it makes sense because they're so huge, I guess. They're obviously not as huge as the Mammoth Cave system, but I guess it's a really big cave. I was surprised that there would be like geographical names inside the cave, that there's an yeah. area called Lover's Lane and there's an area called the Texas That Pit. is not like, all just called cave. Right. right. Like this is, these are the towns within the state of Actually, the I'll tell you what, in the new Zelda game, mm -hmm. there's this massive underground that is this. It's pitch black. Yeah. And as you discover, it'll be like, you've now discovered, you know, Corky's Ravine. <laughs> so I, I am somewhat accustomed to this idea, but it's right. because of a silly thing, a video game. But you know what? Accustomed nonetheless. Sure. So that area is called Lover's Lane. This is a little confusing to me. It's called Lover's Lane because it's where George and Nellie used to sleep. What? Oh. I can... <laughs> Uh oh. I can only imagine that there is an invisible sometimes. Mm. <laughs> there was I don't think there was much sleeping going on for a few minutes. Oh, imagine a few minutes. <laughs> imagine the echoes. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who is it? who who is it? Dustin St. Germain? No, now, now I've moved on oh, it wasn't to Dustin. just another source or whatever. Oh, okay. Dustin mentioned that Lover's Lane and the Texas Pick It All of Activity, but that's where it ended. So then I did other research. Who so who named it that? What was the I couple? don't know. Oh, oh, okay. the, oh, I mean, the, the owners were George and Nellie. It was George and Nellie. Yeah. Whoa, Nellie. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. George Washington's peanut. <laughs> what does he mean about the peanut, Nellie? I don't doubt the lover's lane. I'll invent another peanut. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. So they used to sleep there. Wink. And <laughs> the Night Team Paranormal Project, which is a local group, has picked up EVPs from investigating this area. I'll bet they have. Oh, a lot. <laughs> we, They're we, just we, kind of these indistinguishable <laughs> grunts and sometimes a squeak. We plum had to stop taking EVPs. <laughs> the younger members of the Night Team were not permitted yes, to investigate no, 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 Lover's no. Lane. Uh, so one that was the most distinct was a team member asking, where are we right now? And receiving the answer, Manitou. It struck me as a strange EVP question. Manitou. Manitou. Um, where are we right now? Where are we? Right? Yeah. I don't mean to, you know, <laughs> throw Excuse stones me. or anything. But I'm lost and I need help. <laughs> yeah, right. Where are we right now? It seemed like a Ghost? funny question. Uh, now here's a quote. We've had tour guides over the years who've quit giving lantern torns because they got too scared because they saw too much back there and they felt someone was following them, said Jaina Burris, a supervisor at Cave of the Winds. She's never experienced anything in the five years she's worked there, so she's skeptical. But the various EVPs the night team got gave her some pause. Okay. She wondered what was up. All right, now here's the deal with the Texas pit. This is pretty awesome. So I couldn't really find anything that was just like on a website talking about it, like an article, but there was one Reddit post that had more detail about it. So this was from three years ago. It was posted on the Colorado Springs Reddit. So not even like a paranormal thing, just sort of like a local area Reddit board by Skuma3479. And it's titled Cave of the Winds, Texas Pit Mystery. Hey, I just did the lantern tour at the Cave of the Winds. The story about the Texas pit intrigued me. I'm a big nerd for unknown or strange creatures, cryptids, if you will. 
our tour guide Hunter told us in 2012, a woman came on the tour expecting it to be like a haunted house with actors in costumes who pop out and scare you. Maybe that's why that guy just in St. Germain ended up punching it up a little bit. Because of that, she was hopping into every room claiming to find an actor and saying, I found you or I see you over there. Things like that. Getting tired of it, her tour guide told her that there was an actor in the pit and that she needed to pull him out just to get her to stop. What? Sounds like Justin Dustin St. Germain was going off book again. So not only are they not going to come back for you if you're frightened, right. not only are you not safe from George and Nellie, even though they're dead, but you have to go into a pit and pull somebody out. Okay. Freaky stuff. It's weird. It, I know. It's a weird time. I'm having a hard time. I, was he saying that because she was being annoying or yeah. was there actually an actor in the pit? No, no. It's because she was being annoying. There it's are no okay. actors. Yeah. For some reason, this woman was just fixated on the idea that there were. Isn't it dangerous to say to somebody yes. in a pitch black cave, why don't you go over there? I would imagine so. Yes. Okay. Very much so. Uh, yeah. I don't know why that would be your fix for the situation, but whatever. So she then said she saw someone down there and reached down to help them out. The group saw her pull something out and she dropped it and began to scream about it, how about how it had no eyes. Ooh. Our tour guide said that it affected business for the cave because of how serious it was. So this was all the tour guide recounting the story to this okay. person who's telling it on Reddit. Yeah. I'm not sure if I was psyched out, but before we even went back to the pit, I saw a pair of white legs standing in the passageway back there. I only saw it because it moved and I saw it in the lantern light. My brother saw it too and quickly moved his light to shine back there the same time that I did as the tour guide and the eight-year-old at the same time as I did as the tour guide and the eight-year-old with us. We all saw the two legs step backwards as he shone his flashlight in that direction. Can anyone find any information on this or what it might be? Hmm. What the creature was? At least four of us saw it and the tour guide was hesitant to step back there at first. I'm genuinely curious to uh, curious about this and fascinated by this. I want to know what the creature of the Texas pit is. Interesting. And so there are only like three or four answers that are mostly jokey, except for this one from Casey. They said, used to work for the cave. The Manitou Grands are definitely creepy. Lots of odd stuff happened back there to all the guides and many tours. I don't think I've heard any stories about a pair of legs walking about, but many stories back there. But this is the first time I've heard about that. Interesting. Okay. Listen, there there are there are animals that live in caves. Yeah. I, I, I take that, obviously, you know, you picture that as like humanoid, mm-hmm. human-sized legs or something like right. that. But there are albino animals that live in caves, and that's why yeah. their skin might be white. Absolutely. Actually, uh, uh, Stephen Bishop, the tour guide from, from uh, my story, mm-hmm. uh, is also credited with having discovered like cave fish and stuff like that. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I've seen pictures of caves where there'll just be like a big like pool or something in there. And so I guess there's stuff living in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't it crazy to think that? I I mean, I know I've heard things and now I'm not sure whether it's like in a a book. I I don't know where I've heard this before, but that there'll be like secret like cave parties. It it almost reminds me of the catacombs in Paris and how they would have secret parties back there for real. But that, yeah, you would have to go to a party where you have to, like, squeeze through Ugh. these little things in caves and maybe, like, walk through water. And that's like a weird cave rave. No, thank you. Oh, no, not in a million billion years. Like the years. Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> True, <laughs> like, what many of you have heard. <laughs> <laughs> what is Andy Dick? Andy Dick goes, <laughs> he goes, after the, after the rave, oh, there's yeah. going to be a huge orgy. I've heard there are going to be machines there. Well, uh, that's, all, that's what I've heard. 
And then Morpheus sends him because it's true what many of you have heard. And he's like, yes. yes. This is from um, an intro to the VMAs not long after that movie came out. He's got that long, stupid Waldo hat or whatever you were <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yes, I do. I think we made another VMA reference in this episode. We may have. Or it was what we recorded before for Netherworld Dispatch. Who knows? Who's to say? Anyway, I wanted to finish by mentioning that there is an episode of the show My Ghost Story that is about the Cave of the Winds called and it's a segment actually it seems like this show which i don't know if i've seen before maybe i've used it for research or something it seems like they really like whip through segments there were like a lot of different stories within one episode so their segment is called whispering walls and it's season four episode three and so the deal is that there's a, a person it's you know my ghost story i'm telling you or whatever and the main guy in the story is somebody named Chris, who said that he had heard all of the rumors about the Cave of the Winds being haunted. And so he was excited to go check it out. And he brought his friend uh, named James with him, who he said was super skeptical and that they were going to like have this experience together. And he was hoping that this would make James kind of more open to the world of the paranormal, which it seemed to certainly do. James' yeah. skepticism seemed to kind of fall away pretty quickly, which is sort of funny. So what they were doing was they were they were on a, a tour, one of those haunted lantern tours. And James was taking pictures with a digital camera where you can see, you know, kind of the old one where you could see a preview of the photo yeah. as they progressed. And kind of early on, he realized that there was sort of a mist in these pictures that as you flipped through on the digital camera preview was getting denser and denser. Oh no. And so he said to Christopher that it looked like something was trying to take form. Skepticism bye-bye. And Christopher said, yep, they're here. Ooh. <laughs> like the little girl from Poltergeist? They're here. Pretty much. Christopher is definitely learned in the mystic arts or the paranormal <laughs> arts. He was he was very uh, he knew about all this stuff. He was, somebody describes me like that someday. I know, me too. Yeah. But he brought he brought a recorder for EVPs. Oh, okay. He's he's doing the whole thing. We put ghost hunting stuff in our Amazon store. Yes, absolutely. If you're curious about what we have used, like idiots, because we don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, they um, they keep snapping away, taking pictures, and at one point, Christopher said that he felt like they were being watched, and as the tour guide said George and Nellie's names, he started to wonder if it was inadvertently like calling out to them just by speaking oh. about them. Is this like bringing them around because they like, I hear somebody talking about me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they pop around. So they took a couple of pictures that looked to them like an elderly man and woman, and they show the pictures and... It's, it just looks to me like shadows. I guess I can kind of see what they're talking about. I could kind of see the shape of something that looked like a hat, maybe. Okay. Um, but it just, you know, kind of looked reachy, but still really cool. So then Christopher does something weird. Again, he has been to these, or no, maybe he hasn't been to the caves before, but he had heard that they're haunted. He's like, it seems like he's a very avid ghost hunter and really into this stuff. So at one point during the tour, they have the tour guide has the guests blow out all of their lanterns so they can experience how truly completely dark it is like in a that. cave I'm without any that. natural light. It's awesome. And with this cover of darkness, Christopher snuck away from the group to go poking around on his own, which what? is very dangerous. That is insanely risky. People yeah. people genuinely die in caves. Yes, yeah. of course. So he wanted to capture EVPs, and I guess that's why he went by himself, so there wouldn't be like other voice contamination or something. I don't know. So he brought his, his voice recorder and asked, George and Nellie, can you hear us? And that's when he says he heard a woman's voice say, I'm coming out of the wall. <gasps> 
and they play the, they play the EVP, and it's one of the clearest EVPs I've ever heard. Really? Yes, it was pretty damn clear. You can hear it for yourself. You can literally just Google um, my ghost story season four episode three. It's one of those like daily motion things when you on Google hit the tab that says video. Oh, okay. Um, you can find it really really easily. I don't know what to think about it, but it was extremely clear. Coming out of the wall. I'm coming out of the wall. Very strange. So he somehow like lures James away from the group now to be isolated by themselves in a dark ass cave without their guide and has James start taking pictures because James is holding onto the digital camera and they capture something that they say looks like something coming out of the wall and it kind of does. So they show the picture and it's like, a whitish mist, a, a short squat fog is what I wrote, with something kind of coming forward that could look like a leg. Whoa. So, so something is showing up. Climbing you know? through a misty portal leg first. Right. Yeah, yeah just, just testing it out with a toe first yeah. before coming out of the way. So Christopher says that even after he rejoined the tour, he was thinking about Nellie because it was a female voice that said, I'm coming out of the wall. And so he assumed that this was Nellie. That he had, like, Nellie on the brain and he was, like, worried about her. He just felt kind of, I don't know, uneasy and concerned. And that he asked the spirit using the EVP just to see if what he's thinking is right. What's your name? And he got back, I'm fine. It's okay. And so, again, a very clear EVP. And he said that maybe, even though she answered, she didn't answer the right question because he was thinking about her and like kind of just felt uneasy and worried about her that maybe it was like he, she picked up on his empathy for her and yeah. wanted to reassure him that she's okay because she and George are still together there. Yeah, she something. wasn't answering his verbal question. She was responding right. to his emotional mm-hmm. worry. Right. Right. All right. So they went deeper into the cave and he said that the vibe just like got heavier and the group started being quieter and it was just sort of strange. And in this section of the cave, there's a wooden ladder that it said a man fell from and died many years ago. So James took a picture of it and on the cave wall behind it, they saw a shadow figure with a red orb in the area where his heart would be. And again, they show the picture and... It looks like what they're saying. Like it, it kind of looks like the outline of a person, and there is kind of like a a red shine, like coming from the center ish. Like the bride from the haunted mansion. I thought that too. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. Yeah, it's weird. So uh, they they just like as they're going, it's going from feeling just sort of like tense and strange to Christopher feeling like the vibes were like malevolent and they got lots and lots of pictures that are just like covered in mist and one looking like what Christopher called a specter shroud, like this pretty dense white mist that looked like it was reaching its arms out. And he said maybe either in warning or to scare him, who knows? So the picture again, does look like a white mist and then has these two things coming out of it on either side that you could certainly say are in the position of arms. Maybe to reach out to hug? Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was Nellie going for a hug. Maybe she was like, you don't have to be scared. Also, like a fully extended arm makes me think of like David Copperfield. Going through the Great Wall of China? Yes. Like reaching through the veil between the living and the dead. (laughs) Maybe so. I mean, it would be crazy uh, if if when David Copperfield dies, if he returns. Yeah, it was all real. Watch me travel through this veil. He did what Houdini could not. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, no, that's that's an interesting thought. Like if it was Nellie who was supposed to be coming out of the wall and she was reaching something out, maybe then she came out. Maybe she was following behind mm -hmm. because these nice people were talking to her. And maybe she was going for for a hug or for sure. comfort. Again, if she's picking up on these this guy's like moods and she senses empathy before, maybe she's sensing his fear sure. now and wanted to comfort him. Why not? Why not? Exactly. So while looking at this picture that they thought was freaky they heard what they thought was a scream coming from another chamber and they felt like this was all a warning not to go any further into the caves so they don't really address i don't really know if like they just left or like the whole tour left i'm not sure but they said they felt they shouldn't go any further and i'm not sure it's what also that... a, a lot of activity yeah yeah it's a ton it's a ton so as they left the caves, Christopher, who again, I said, is learned in the mystical arts, asked James to join him in a little ritual to kind of like cleanse the energy from being in there, where they walked backwards saying, I brought nothing with me. I take nothing with me. And wiping their hands like as they walked away. Improvised or is that something? I don't know. I mean, it can be something even if it's improvised. Okay. It's your intention. So Christopher feels that George and Melly. Nelly? Nelly? Yeah, George and Nelly may know about some of the less friendly entities in the caves and are still hanging around and caretaking in the afterlife to prevent these from bothering their guests. And that was kind of his final thought. Okay. Yeah. So it was neat. That is neat. Yeah. That's a neat story. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like yeah. the Cave of Winds as a yeah, title. I like that it's rushing wind sound. Even that is like very Indiana Jones, the idea yeah. of like somehow this like energy is pushing cobwebs aside you mm -hmm. can hear it and feel it right but it looks like there shouldn't be a source for that and it, yet there yeah, is absolutely very very cool man i i just this week i think i reposted it on twitter i definitely liked it but anyway um there was this video of these super strong winds somewhere i don't know but it's basically like a video of a hillside close up not far away with tons of trees and there were these crazy strong winds that were moving the trees so much that it was causing their roots to yes. move and their root system. So then it made it look like the ground was like moving and breathing. It was so weird. It yeah. was so cool. It, it, I saw that. Yeah, you tweeted okay. that out. Yeah. I, yeah, it looks like the, the mountain is like taking a deep breath. Yeah. And exhaling. Yeah, it was nuts. It was like the garbage piles and the fraggles. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, you were right. The trash heap. I know. Honestly, I was going to like tweet something about that, but I couldn't formulate it. And I was like, eh, retweet. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, nature, and you've said this before about like huge, I mean, you've said it about like weather, I think a lot, mm -hmm. about like these huge systems of things that like just feel inescapable and so much yeah. larger than you that we are all sort of. Completely at the mercy of. We cannot reason with it. Yes. Yeah. Who knows what's going on inside these caves? I know. And, and what would it even mean to understand everything in here? I know. Have you ever been inside a cave? That's a great question. I think that I have. I feel like when we were kids, I mean, maybe not you. I think it was a school thing. I think we went on a field trip to a cave. It wasn't like anything super deep or anything, but I think that we were learning about stalactites and stalagmites. Right. And we went to a cave. I'm not sure that I've ever gone inside a cave. I, mm -hmm. I, maybe I have not. There was one time not that long ago where Ryan and I drove, all, I don't remember where it was. We drove like an hour somewhere because we were going to go into this cave that had like cool opal or something. And I was like all pumped and they were doing some sort of fair that day and we couldn't go in and we were like, oh, uh -oh. Um, but they're, they're, they're around. I've, I've certainly, you know what? 
Mm -hmm. I went, Allie and I went to Iceland a few years ago. And so we went on a glacier Mm. and we went down and. Oh, that's right. In the glacier. So that's something of a cave. It wasn't, it wasn't a cave as I think of it as like some enormous, you know, extending off into the darkness. Right. Although there were certainly. It was was, very cave-like though. I remember the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very cool. And I remember, you know, growing up in Connecticut, I used to travel these old bike trails, like Mm -hmm. hiking trails. And I would go to what we always referred to as the mica mines. So I didn't tell you this yet. It's a two second thing. But I hung out with my childhood friend CJ last night. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And we were talking about the mica mines. Were you really? Yeah. She, uh, they brought it up. They said like, and we called them the mica mines. I was like, yes, Will and I talk about that all the Did time. Did we make that up or was that what it that's was? That's what they were saying. They, they were like, that's exactly what they were saying. They were like, did we make that up? Is it called that? And I was like, I don't know, but that's what Will and I call it. A lot of a lot of this like childhood exploration mm-hmm. of at that point, what felt like an expansive, untamed wild right but also had these like rotting structures like Mm -hmm. a rotting horse barn horse Mm -hmm. stall all this stuff that made me honestly forgive me but like made me want to write a story blackwood yeah yeah my first audio drama no forgiveness needed Uh, just like all of this stuff that was that was really there but i can't figure out what part of it was my childish interpretation of what was going on or what was really genuinely actually a large untamed spooky thing i don't know it was very affirming talking to them about this stuff last night like they brought yeah. up the mic of mine and yeah not not a million things that are really guides the unknowny but like there were a few things where i was like yes like i'm not just nuts i didn't make this up there's another person who's not us talking about doing mm-hmm. grave rubbings in uh kinder not kindergarten preschool, preschool. yeah um this was a real thing it's very affirming yeah. I, <laughs> I, I i have one person from Connecticut, Sam. They know Sam. Is that right? Yeah, which isn't a huge shock because they live in well, the same yeah, town. Yeah, because they, you know, we moved. They were still there. Right, right. But um, but yeah, we were talking about how it's funny how they and I reconnected because it turned out that we randomly had a mutual, my good friend and their now friend, Greg. Which is and, very similar. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they're they're both writers and they both ended up at a conference in Seattle that I saw they were both at in social media. And I was like, Greg, my friend is there. Like, keep an eye out. And he was like, oh my God, I sat next to them last night at this thing. My anyway, childhood that, friend. Insane. Kristen so, and I moved away from Connecticut when I was 10. Mm-hmm. You were 13. Yep. How crazy. Right. So it was similar to how. And so I was telling them about how Allie was just, Allie mentioned the name Sam Barbera. And you were like, I know Sam Barbera. Reverse. Allie was at NYU and was like, I'm going home to New Jersey Mm -hmm. to see my friend Will Rogers. People people have always liked to say my full name. Yeah. It's one of those names. You know, it's like for me, Mike Shin, who's my girlfriend. You can't just say Mike. You can't. So, uh, and and he goes, I had a Will Rogers in in my class in Reading when I was a kid. And like, I was 10. I was 10 and I left. I thought I would never see these people again. They were they were dead. That was a chunk of our life I know. that was chopped off. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was able to, through Allie, get to know Sam again and be like, here are things, foggy memories from my childhood. And he'd go, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I can explain this. I can explain that. Right. It right. is a, a really wild experience. I'm glad you had that. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. They, and I'm sure Sam wouldn't mind. I don't think CJ would mind. It's not anything too deep. And I actually don't know if I can totally remember. I guess Sam lived in like an old mill. Does that ring a bell? Sam, 
I'm going to blow up Sam's spot real quick, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, okay. We've got somebody in the chat. Matthew knows this. All right, so I guess I've told this story on the show before. Uh-huh. So I I had this fuzzy memory. Oh, oh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, Of yeah. going to a kid's house, and we would hang out downstairs. There were two staircases going to the basement, which to me screamed like mansion. I know. Two staircases to go to the same one room. And in it, there was a painting of a woman, a nude bird lady yeah i couldn't and i you know i'm 10 or younger and i'm looking at this nude woman's body yeah but with a bird's head and you got to remember then we move Mm -hmm. so all of that just disintegrates that turns to ash right and now i continue on for another 15 years being like what, was, what that? was that? Do I have to like talk to like a therapist about yeah. like the nude bird woman? Like, what did that mean? Right. Like, what does that say about me? Did I invent that? Yeah. And so then I bring it up to Sam. I'm like, did you know there was a kid who so awesome. we went to school with? I, I went over to his house to play and he had a nude bird woman painting in his house. He goes, yeah, I know. That's my house. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to his house for his engagement you party. You got to see it. And I saw it. It's real. Like these it's things delightful. that we did exist. I know. It know? was corroborated. Yes. It all could have been half remembered mush. I know. I know. It all turned true. It was so funny. So CJ was telling me this story. It's so vague. I'll just make it really quick. That in like a class or something, somebody asked me and Sam said, and knowingly like being jokey, creepy answer to it. And they were all like, wow. Okay, Sam. Great. And he was like, I live in the old mill. Like, of course, that's like my weird answer. <laughs> It's great. I know. It's great. Yeah. It, it does remain uh, a fun. I've only gone back once mm-hmm. now, um, but it does remain. It's pretty close to to some of my memories. In yeah. some ways, totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Enough same. time has passed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, wow, what a weird experience. I know. I still think that we should just take a drive and just do a show. Just even Anytime. if it's not connected, just go. It's only a few hours away. Anytime. Yeah, it's like less than two hours. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, there you All go. Right. Talking about some caves, some personal recollections. Right. What the hell? Why not? Boy, a whole smorgasbord. It truly is. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good time. I love doing this show. Me too. So thank you all so much for joining us, uh, yeah. for listening uh, on, an, on a podcast app. Mm-hmm. Please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that'd be great. On Spotify, obviously, there's also a rating system we'd greatly appreciate. Yeah, wherever you listen would rule. We do a video version on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash at GTTUpod. We did this episode in black and white just for the hell of it. Yeah, because we can. Because we Masters can. Masters of our own destiny. Why the hell not? YouTube is, uh, YouTube is a, a place where we do this for fun. If you want to help us out, we'd greatly appreciate it. Boost our YouTube profile. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing of all, go to patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Yep. Uh, and you're going to by and large, get access to a ton of shows over a hundred episodes of the netherworld dispatch. Find a tier that fits you join mm-hmm. the party. We're doing it every single Monday. The demon tier gets all. Yep. Uh, demon and, takes all. And, uh, for you, uh, guide arenos. Yeah. There's that true crime show that's sitting there waiting for you. What a rarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back next week. Everybody in the interim at GTTU pod at chillin Kristen at the myth traveler. And we'll return inevitably. Of course, as we always do with more dalliances in the dark, more spooky macabre remembrances. (laughs) But until that time comes, we must back to the netherworld. Go we into the dark, the dank, The cave. I can't see.